Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Lunacy Podcast. I'm Tony. I'm here with Dave. We are coming to you live from my uh, garage uh, in Otsego, Minnesota. Um, we apologize. We haven't been on for, uh, what is it, three weeks now? The three weeks? Four weeks? Yeah. The three weeks. Three weeks, yeah. Yeah. The last podcast that we did was at Omni, um, which was great. And then we had the snowstorm last week. So, like everybody else, we decided to stay in, stay safe, and not go out and do a podcast. Um, we are going to start doing this podcast now on Sundays. Uh, we figured out it was better to do it Sundays because there's usually a game on Saturday. However, this week there's a game on Sunday, mm-hmm. so uh, you know we're back to where we were before. But most of the time there will be a game on Saturday. If we do it on Sunday, we can talk about the game from the, you know, from yesterday, and then you know go into next week's game on the next Saturday. So we're switching it up a little bit. Um, we're still trying to do every two weeks. Depending on, you know, maybe when you get into the season more, we might do it maybe once a week for a while. We'll, yeah. we'll figure it out. But let's get into it. They had a game last week against, was it Portland, right? Yep. And it was the debut of Quintaro. It was. And he looked fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was it, it was, it was funny because all along people have been saying, well, is Quintaro going to be that one spot? Yeah, that we're missing, and everybody's saying, you know, well, let's calm ourselves. He's technically not a number ten. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not sure how Heath is going to play him. Yeah, and let's see what happens. He he came on the he started obviously, so he's on the field right away. And it Portland had absolutely no game plan for him. No, not at none. All. It was no. incredible, and it, you know if that means that he's going to be that missing spot. Um, fantastic. Obviously, it's only one game, so yeah. we'll have to see. But, I mean, the guy was more creative than the entire rest of the team. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it, uh, and I commented to <laughs> I commented to somebody on Twitter. I was like, it's almost like we need to go out and get two more DPs yeah. just so we have a team that can play with our current DP. <laughs> <laughs> I know, yeah. yeah. Oh, because he, he just, he was clearly, I mean, it's, it's a very obvious designated player because mm-hmm. he was clearly a step above the rest of the team. Yes, I mean his his moves off the, his dribble moves were fan. It's it's like nothing I've ever seen from a player on this team. Mm-hmm. Usually, when I see dribble moves from players on this team, it's usually on the outside and they're just trying to you know go fast and beat somebody out. This guy, I mean, he was he had left foot right. I mean, he was like all over the place. And then his he had a couple crosses in there that were just like. On point, you know. Yep. There was a cross for Ramirez there at around the end of the game. That yeah. if Ramirez jumped about a couple inches higher, he would have had a header right. into the right side of the goal. I mean, we would have scored. Yep. I mean, he's putting things. He is making everybody else look better on that team. Unfortunately, our team is not to that level yet. Right. So I mean, it's like, how would I put it? I'm trying to think of what other. I think it's more like I think it's kind of like when Jordan. Michael Jordan first came to the Bulls, and he scored like 40 points a game, but the right. team around him was terrible, you know? They need to get those extra parts. They need to get that Scottie Pippen. They need to get Horace Grant in there. They need to get some parts to kind of play with him. Yeah. And Quintaro, it seems like that's going to be the case. If Ramirez can bring his game up, if Abara can bring his game up, maybe, just maybe, we'll have a great offense. Yeah, you know, I think he's uh, I. I I still think of the goal. The goal wasn't um, impressive by any means. In no, fact, was... if anything, it it was uh, 
Gleason, right? That's the that's the keeper's name. Yeah, yeah. Um, and if anything, it was his fault because yeah, yeah. he almost he went down to save it and he moved his right leg mm-hmm. into his body and the ball went oh, right where his yep, right leg was. Yep. But the the play to it, where he literally just took on the defenders, mm-hmm. and it like you said, our players don't do that. No, they they go try to go around, and he yeah. just went right at it. He him. went right in there, and yep. it you know made a little cut to the outside and put it in. He trusts his moves. I mean, yeah. he trusts his footwork. Is that that's the deal? Yeah, and it, we don't have that. Um, yeah. In my notes, I mentioned that Kevin Molino is basically that position, mm-hmm. and. Molino couldn't do that. No. He lost possession all the time when mm-hmm. he went 1v1. Mm-hmm. So is he the missing piece? He might be. He's definitely a missing piece. He's one of them. So that's positive. But we spent money. Yes. We spent money, you know, that we that we talked about. Atlanta had done this with three players, right? Yeah. So Atlanta did it with three players and spent a lot of money, and they went, they were good last year in their first year, and they're good this year. We didn't do that. We decided, hey, we're just going to grow internally. I think they got to the point where they said, we can't do this anymore. I mean, we yeah. can't. We have to at least add one piece with that allocated money. We have to do something because the fans are getting to the point where they're like, what's going on? You know, yep. We can't go through another year of expansion blues and watch Atlanta go to the playoffs again. Right. So, I mean, we had to do this. Now I think... They've seen in that first game, they've seen what can happen with that. So I'm hoping that the management will be like, okay, we should go out and look for more guys like this. Maybe not as expensive as Quintaro, but guys who can kind of fit in right next to him, kind of be the kind of same guy right. that he is. Yeah, you know, and it, I think what's really pretty crazy is last year it was um, San Jose, I think, that was, that was looking at Quintaro. Mm-hmm. And they were going to be looking at a transfer fee of, I believe I read $7 million, mm-hmm. And they just said, no, we can't do that. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, Cantero kept going at, at Club America. And <laughs> then we come along. We got him for a transfer fee of $200,000. That's insane. Now, his contract is, I think I heard it was over $2 million a year. Yeah, it's... Uh, but still, the fact mm-hmm. that his stock went down that much, apparently. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, uh, and I think we maybe mentioned this on the last podcast. I can't remember now. Trying to hit the reporter with ball during practice was yeah. not a positive no, no positive no, thing. No. And no. Club America basically just said, yeah, we're, we're done with you. Yeah. So their, their decision to cut loose was our significant game. Mm-hmm. With that said, we also have Alexi Gomez who um, is officially signed on loan from University Universitario mm. de Deportes. Where's that? Peru. Peru. All yes. right. Uh, he's a he's a left winger. Um, <laughs> the the position that we have, you know, way too much of. We have like 20 left wingers on this team. Yes, uh, but he's played left back okay. a lot. Okay. Well then, that's good. yeah. I think that's where he's going to be. Uh, he was supposed to be in Minnesota last week. Something happened, traveled, something. Well, blizzard. Yeah, might have been. Probably. Uh, but his visa's all through, so that's good. Good, good. Um, So he'll be in this week. Good. So we probably won't see him. Well, I might see him a little bit. We might see him next week, I guess, with against Houston. I mean, considering Quintero only played a week or in training. Yeah. So, And we actually need him mm. at left back right now with Mears injured. Mm-hmm. 
Birch apparently is injured, but he's a train wreck anyway. Yes. You know, Tia Sone and uh, Carter Manley are the only two guys. Yeah, we need that. Uh, so I think Gomez may get some time uh, right away. That'd be nice. But so that's another signing that I think if he pans out a left back, mm-hmm. it was a smart signing. Yes. But if he doesn't, um, if he doesn't pan out a left back, they're going to move him to the left wing. And then what? And we've got another log jam. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't know what to think of that. But uh, it's good to see that they're trying to make some some moves that make a little more sense. They are, and I think, like I said, I think it's one of those deals where they kind of had to because yeah. they couldn't stand. You couldn't stand still all year and not do anything. You had to kind of make some moves this year that got the fan base excited. And by the way, we talked about this the last podcast. There was no fanfare for Quintero to come here. Right. Absolutely nothing. They didn't put anything out. Right. It was like, oh yeah, we signed this guy and great. Blah 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 blah. And like I said, should have put together a package of his greatest, like the you know plays and whatever. Got everybody excited for him, but then he comes out last game and he he shows everybody how good he is. Right. And the United don't do anything with it. Right. It's like this guy could be your superstar on this team, and and you you didn't really play him off like that. Right. You just kind of played him off like, hey, we signed this international guy and he's great. And okay, bye bye, see you later. Yeah. You know. Yeah, you know, and then what's even worse, is, or better, I guess, um, is that he made Team of the Week. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so you've got this guy that you bring in. It's first DP. You make no hullabaloo of anything. No. He comes out. He lights up the field. Mm-hmm. And then it, even the league recognizes him as a, a good player. player of the week. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, not the player of the week, sorry. And that's actually something I'm going to talk about when we talk about the Portland game more. But yeah, I mean, you know, he's he's named uh, team of the week, and not a whole lot of anything even afterwards. No, which maybe is kind of Minnesotan, I guess. Maybe a little bit. It shouldn't be though. a little Midwestern. Yeah, you're right. It, it we should be, be talking this. We should be talking this guy up. Yeah, he is our. How would I put it? The Twins have Byron Buxton. Okay, <coughs> we talk about Byron Buxton all the time. The Wild have Zach Parisi and Sue. They have guys we talk about. I mean, we talk these guys up all the time. Right. Uh, the Vikings Vikings have a lot of guys we talk about all the time. We go to MLS and we say, uh, we're not going to talk any of these guys up. You know, we're not going to we're not going to treat them like they're superstars. Like right. they are good players. Right. There should have been there should have been a deal where we decided that we were going to put out. A press release, something. I, I, I just this is gonna this is gonna drive me nuts for the rest of the year, right? Because I'm a marketing guy, and I know how marketing can work in your favor in terms of fan support. Fans of the United are looking for somebody to cheer for, right? I mean, we have Ramirez and Ibarra, but remember, Ramirez and Ibarra are from the old school United. Right. When you, know, you and I were fans back in the days of right. the NA, NAL, NASL, yeah. okay? So we knew about Ramirez and Ibarra. But a lot of the newer fans don't know about those guys. Or care. Or care. Yeah. Me and you care because we watched those guys play and they were great. Right. So now you've got to bring fans who are new to the MLS and the United, kind of get them excited about this. Right. And get them excited about guys who are from the old league. They really haven't done that. So you think Quintaro and you go, yeah, we signed this guy and blah, 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 blah. we don't care. Yeah. You know, I, I just, it just, it bugs me. It really yeah. bugs me. And I, I wonder if that's a lot to do with just the fact that 
they're they're a new organization. None of them have been in in sports necessarily, although until they brought Chris Wright in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the vast majority of them were kind of just yes. on the out, outer edges mm-hmm. of sports. And it, you know, when you look at organization like Atlanta or LAFC, mm-hmm. they have people within their ownership group that were already in sports. I mean, yeah. when you have an owner in Atlanta who owns an NFL team. Yes, he knows about He understands, he understands that, that, yes. that point. Arthur Blank, yes. Yeah, and when you have ownership group in L.A. that has former soccer players, yeah. they understand the, mm-hmm. that whole point. And also it's L.A., so they kind of are forced into being more yeah. media-friendly anyway. Yeah, you know, I think that has a lot to do with maybe how our front office is designed. There's not a lot of crazy sports-minded sports individuals fans, there. Yeah. And I saw that they uh, they announced on Thursday, and I, I apologize, I don't remember the name of the company. They just signed a partnership with... Um, they're doing this, a, they're, It's a bank. It's, not that one. Oh, no. But yes, one. that one. The bank well. is doing one of the door, one of yeah, the entrances. The, at the, the gates. The yep. gate, yeah. Uh, but there's a, they signed a deal with a... A, um, it's kind of like a marketing promotions okay. firm. I can't remember the name of them. Um, they've done a lot of stuff with uh, sports around the country. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if that's kind of them recognizing that that they have to they do don't it. have that thing. And they do. I mean, you know, the crazy thing is, and a side note of this is, I got an email from the United saying that they season tickets are now on a waiting list. Yeah, for next year, which is amazing to me right. because. I mean, you don't hear a lot of fanfare. You don't have a lot of advertising, marketing. They've done some advertising on FSN sure. now yeah. because everybody's here in the spring because of the Wild and the Timberwolves and you know the United and the Twins are all on FSN and they're all together in April. You know, unfortunately now the Wild are gone. The Timberwolves are going to be gone. And oh, they won last night. They did win last. It was a good game last night. But the Twins are here in MLS, and this is and and it's. It's crazy to think that you had four teams going into April who were all kind of in Minnesota who were all playing at the same time. Right. And now you're probably going to be down to two after next week. Yep. And it's going to be the Twins and the United. So United can grab some people now. I mean, they've been it's been advertised on FSN, so people know it's on FSN. Right. So it's a good time for them to kind of play better, you yep. know, and, and hopefully win some games hopefully. here. You know? Yeah. Well, you know, and that's the thing. You have, okay, so Timberwolves break their huge streak of no mm-hmm. playoffs. And then it, though the Wild have not looked good in the playoffs, mm-hmm. they made the playoffs. They did. You've got Minnesota, who I believe is a half game out of first Something this like week. Yeah. Or today, I should say. Yeah. And, it, you know, they're picked to go to the playoffs. Yeah. At least I think I saw ESPN. Yeah, they're kind of on the verge. Yeah. yeah. So it's like you have this, this – uh, well, and the Vikings made it to the playoffs. Yeah. And you have sports fans in Minnesota are kind of like, wow, we've mm-hmm. we've had all our teams are doing well. Yes, exactly. Except for them. So, yeah, yeah let's use that. Because you know the Lynx are going to do well. Yeah, they won a championship. Yeah. Um, and so you have this momentum going. Mm-hmm. So the team just needs to step up. Because I think they have the pieces. Defense, which we talk about literally every podcast, mm-hmm. it's a broken record, and I'm going to mention it again. It's brutal. Is is questionable. The offense is getting those pieces together, mm-hmm. and they've looked good all season. The offense really has. Mm-hmm. And so they need to just do it. I yeah. mean, if they could get to the playoffs, I guarantee we'd have every single sport. 
We would. Professional sport in Minnesota mm-hmm. reaching the playoffs. And that's the th- I mean, United really doesn't have to compete with any other teams other than the Twins during the summertime. Right. Which is nice for them. You know, I mean, the Wild and the Timberwolves have to compete with each other. Yep. And then compete with the Vikings yep. at the end of the season. Vikings halfway through the season. The United just have to compete with the Twins. And the United are only playing one game a week, maybe two games a week. Right. So to get fans to be into it, you're not... You really don't have to be that involved. I mean, you right. watch one or two games a week, and that's it. Twins play all week, you know. So they have a great opportunity to get a huge fan base here, yeah. and it's great that they sold out that first year at the new stadium. But I want to see sellouts going for the next three, four, five years. Right. And if we get to, because the Twins sold out the first, I think, one or two years at Target Field, but then after that, it was no more sellouts. Yeah. And so if the United can do that, if they can go to year two, three, four, five, right, we're going to have a lot of money to spend on, on guys. You know? Right. It'll be great for and us. It, you know, and that gets to one of my, my points that I wanted to bring up about trusting the process. Mm-hmm. So anybody that's NFL fans that have been paying attention to the Packers at all, obviously this is a Minnesota podcast, so that might be few and far between. I'm just going to stop Dave right there. Dave is a Packer fan. I am a Vikings fan. We're not going to argue about Packers versus Vikings on this podcast at all. Dave's going to make a point about Aaron Rodgers. That's it. This isn't a Packer podcast. This is a Vikings podcast. Okay. And yeah. on top of that, the point that I'm going to make, I'm tying it into the Minnesota United. Okay. Well, so, go ahead. You know. okay. So uh, the past few weeks, uh, Rodgers has been getting hit pretty hard in the media about supposedly uh, being against the team moved specifically in coaching, mm-hmm. but then also letting Jordy Nelson go. That was a huge, that was a huge blow <clears throat> for him though. Yeah. And it, you know, there, the media has been blowing it up saying that, you know, Rogers is considering leaving green Bay and not going to happen. Finally, Rogers came out this week and said, look, you know, the media is trying to make a story wherever they can. Mm-hmm. And I trust the process yes. of what's happening. I mean, they went through a whole overhaul this off season and he says he trusts the process. So, with that in mind, we've had this discussion on, I think, almost every podcast we've done. Pretty much, yeah. Trusting the process with Minnesota United is is difficult. Very. At the same time, we've already mentioned how Cantero clearly fits mm-hmm, a mm-hmm. part, uh, maybe the part. And we've also mentioned how it seems like they're getting those pieces in place. Yes. But I was sitting at work... Uh, on Friday in a, in a little lull, and I was kind of thinking through the, the roster signings this year. Mm-hmm. And and so I look at this and I say, I don't know that they do have a process in place. We have two Cameroonians that we signed. We've talked mm-hmm. a little bit about them. Mm-hmm. And it, so Ekoo is a center back. And we signed him three weeks after we signed his compatriot, uh, Pangop. Mm-hmm. Echo hasn't seen any minutes yet. Nope. And in fact, last week I saw a couple articles. I don't know if they were necessarily citing sources inside Minnesota. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like they're going to be, he's going to be shipped out on loan. Okay. So I was like, well, why, why did we sign him? I mean, if we look at the center backs, mm-hmm. we have Francisco Calvo, mm-hmm. Brent Kalman, mm-hmm. Michael Boxel, mm-hmm. and Wyatt Olmsberg. Mm-hmm. We have four center backs. Yes. Olmsberg has gotten minutes only because of international duty for Boxel and um, 
and Calvo. And Coleman's gotten minutes only because of international duty. Yes. So we have two CBs on the roster that get minutes only because of international something team. else. Yeah. And then we go ahead and sign another CB yeah. that we know we're just going to send out on loan. And it, to me, it's like, I get it. He's only 24. Well, yeah. So it, there's an upside. There's an upside to him, yes. But at the same time, couldn't that money have been spent somewhere else? Could have been, yes. You're and right. now, of course, he's going on a loan. So the theory is that that team is going to cover at least a significant portion of his contract. And he'll get minutes. Right. But it's still like, we could have signed a holding midfielder. Yeah. We could have signed a right back or a left back. Mm-hmm. And, and we didn't. We signed a center back. So then I was like, well, you know, that's it's fair because you can see the upside. Mm-hmm. You look at Pang up. So he's a left winger. We've already discussed that about we have 20 a million times. We have 20 of them. And it, he's seen minutes uh, against New York Red Bull. Yes, he did. Again, it probably had a lot to do with we looked terrible. It was a bad game. And we just needed something. Yeah. And the he- fact that they brought him on probably didn't say a whole lot about the no. The fact that he was needed. He just, we need an option of some kind. We did. So that's those are the only minutes he's had. Yeah. And I don't foresee now with Quintero um, p- probably pushing uh, Ibarra to the left. Mm-hmm. Sam Nicholson and Ibarra are going to be going back and forth to the left wing. Mm-hmm. I don't see a reason for Pangoff to exist. So maybe he's going to go out alone. Probably. And so it's like, well, again, the grand scheme of things – 20 wingers to begin with, why are we making these moves? So then, that's another thing. So then I go on to Maximiano. Mm -hmm. I did not know this until this week, that he had an ACL tear last year. I knew that. Mm -hmm. But I did not know that he's still rehabbing. Really? So we signed a guy that can't even play. How old is he? Um, He has 20s? Early 20s. Early 20s. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, and it, to me, I was like, wait, so if he hasn't played since June when he mm-hmm. tore his ACL, that means our scouts never actually saw him play. They've only seen video. Yes, that's right. So they just picked up this guy. They made a big deal of it. In fact, they probably made a big, bigger deal of him than they did Quintero. Yeah. And it, he hasn't played since June. He can't play. Yeah. He finally went back to full training this week. And it and so, getting back to that trusting the process, when it, I learned this, I kind of started every single time I saw a post on Twitter, mm-hmm. I tried to reach out. I, I would respond to the, the the poster who is generally some media person, sure, to see if they could answer the question: Did we know that he couldn't play when we signed him? Yeah, I mean, obviously the team did, but mm-hmm. did did they ever disclose that to the media? Mm-hmm. I couldn't find anything anywhere that it was ever released in the media that he that couldn't, couldn't play. play. Sure. So I was like, you know, did we know this? Did I miss it? Did mm-hmm. we know this? And no one's ever responded to me. Hmm. So I'm starting to think that we didn't notice it hmm. and that the team well, just didn't tell us. We had to. We, we The team had to. No, no. Well, I think the team did. The team knew. But I think they chose not to tell anyone, which makes me say, well, how can you trust a process? If you don't tell if they're not yeah. being forthright with us. Well, that kind of reminds me of the twins signing uh, Luis uh, Severino this year. They signed Severino, and he is injured. He's, uh, I think he's Tommy John surgery. He's oh. done this year. 
but they signed him to a two-year contract. I think it was like $5 million a year. So he's going to make $5 million this year, but he's going to make $5 million next year. And they're hoping that he comes back and is good next year after that injury happens. And the Twins let everybody know when they signed him, like, hey, he, we know he's not going to play this year. Right. But we're hoping that next year he will have some spot in the rotation or the bullpen or whatever. And he's a good pitcher. Right. You know, and the only reason people didn't sign him is because he's injured. Right. So if that's the case, if the United decided to sign this guy because they knew he was injured and nobody else wanted to sign him, but they thought maybe when he comes back he's going to be fantastic, it's interesting that they wouldn't have said that when right. they signed him. And, you know, and again, I should also clarify, it's a loan. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's not like... It's not like we're tied to this player. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, uh, Andy Greeter, he writes for TwinCities.com, mm-hmm. which I think is Pioneer Press. Isn't Pioneer it? Press, yeah. And he had put out an article, and he was the last person I reached out to, actually. He had put out an article three weeks ago, I think, two weeks ago, mm-hmm. about how none of our loan deals have panned out. Yeah. And so he went through all of them. And he made a point. That, you know, Max Miano is alone. We don't know what he lo- what he's going to bring to us yet. And it was intriguing because I actually responded to him on Twitter and I pointed out that mm-hmm. article. And I said, even this article, you didn't mention that he couldn't play. Yeah. So I'm like, did we not know that he was, he was injured? And it, for me, I know loans are generally kind of those... You're testing the waters. Pretty much, yeah. You need a position, specifically his, because he's a holding mid. Mm-hmm. And it, you're not sure you want to fork out the money. So yeah. they'll let him go on the cheap. Mm-hmm. We'll cover his fees. Mm-hmm. And, th- and that's it. But at the same time, you're spending money on a guy. Mm-hmm. Now, like the Twins, $5 million. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that's not what we're talking about here. No. But you're still spending money on the guy that could go somewhere else. Could. And it, being an ACL, that's a bad injury. That's a terrible injury for a, for a soccer player. Yeah. So, and especially playing on AstroTurf. Mm-hmm. I guess it's not AstroTurf. Field turf. Field turf. Yeah. And so he's at risk for the rest of his life. Yes. He's at risk for sure this season. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it, it just seems a little weird. Mm-hmm. It's hard to trust the process when you have... A signing like that. Next point. Francisco Kelly. He's our captain. Yes. He's captain of Costa Rica. Guy's a good player. Mm -hmm. He's our center back. He doesn't play center back for Costa Rica. He didn't play center back at Saprissa. He played left back. Mm -hmm. We need a left back. Yes. We don't need a center back. No. Theoretically. Obviously, Elmsburg is young. Kelman's product of NASL. Mm -hmm. Still, we don't technically need a center back. But we do need a fullback. The guy, Francisco Calvo, is fantastic on the ball. Mm-hmm. He's, got, he's got ball skills that most defenders don't have. Yes. And he's quick. He's smart. But he makes some egregious, egregious mistakes yes, in he does. defense. Yes, he does. Because he's not playing a role he's supposed to no. be playing. And so, because we have Tyrone Mears, who's injured, because Jerome Tiasson is just now healthy after a couple week, few weeks of not being, because Carter Manley is a rookie, because Mark Birch is quote-unquote injured. 
And terrible. And terrible. People asked Adrian Heath this week, could we see Francisco Calvo move to the left? Mm-hmm. And he said, no, I'm comfortable with this pairing in center back. I want to, <laughs> I want to build on this. Right. And it, it's just... But maybe he sees somebody... Maybe he sees Calvo as somebody who can grow into that role. Well, right. But at the same time, we need a left back. We do, but maybe he's... Now, when Gomez comes back, yeah, we won't need it, or comes in, we won't need a left back. But maybe he says, okay, well, Calvo at his position right now does the team a better service at this position than he does at left back. It's possible. I mean... I mean, he's a coach. He's the manager. He obviously knows yeah, more than we do. He knows more than, we, I, he knows more than I do. I mean, I um, but it, it, it's, still, it's still one of those things where it's... It's difficult to trust the process. Yeah. When you, as an individual, as a fan, who mm-hmm. is already going to be irrational to begin with. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm willing to admit I'm irrational sometimes. Yes. Sometimes. Uh, most, uh, most of the time. <laughs> but it's like we, we have expectations. Mm-hmm. We see what's on paper. Mm-hmm. We see video. I mean, we can watch just as much tape as, yeah, as anybody. any coach yeah. can yeah. Uh, for the most part. Today, nowadays. And it's hard to trust a process when we have as much information as we do. Mm-hmm. And we see these mistakes, which maybe we should shift to the Portland game. And it, we see these mistakes and we say, well, my God, that's why this mistake happened. Mm-hmm. You're unwilling to do what's necessary to stop that mistake from happening. Yes. So Portland. Portland won 3-2. Uh, the offense looked really, really good. Um, Quintero looked fantastic. Looked fantastic, yes. Um, Miguel Ibarra looked really good in attack. He did. Christian Ramirez didn't score. Would have had, but he would have had a goal he on the header. I told you. I mean, he jumps maybe two or three inches higher. He's got a header. Yeah. Uh, Quintero puts that ball two or three inches lower. He's got a header. I mean, it was, he, it was there. You was could there. even argue had Ramirez jumped – Maybe a second later. Yes, or like a half a second later. It, it was there. It may have been. There. It was there. I mean, it was. Yeah. It was. It was that close. I mean, it was. It was a good. It was a good and, shot. And with that, the offside goal of Ibarra. Mm-hmm. That was set up by Christian Ramirez. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fantastic pad. Fantastic back heel. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a very cheeky ball. I think. Yes. Adrian Heath would probably cheeky. like that. Yes. Sorry, I had to take a drink. Um, he still hasn't scored. He's looked good. Yes. Ethan Finley, honestly, he's 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 been good, but mm-hmm. I I've seen some cracks in his play, but nothing to complain about. Ibsen's been been very good. Mm-hmm. Schuler, sorry, uh, uh, blanked on him. <laughs> I don't want to talk about Schuler. He's still been good though. He's had some ups and downs. His the first half of Portland's game was not a good game. He gave up the ball. He did. Numerous times in that first half. Yes. But he's been overall, if you take all six games, yeah. the first half is bad. Okay. Second half is better, but not a great. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go old school on you right now, and there's at least one person who listens to the podcast, my father in law, who will appreciate this because last time we did this podcast said we talked way too much about uh, soccer, not enough about other stuff. <laughs> I'm gonna go back and say that Schuler reminded me <coughs> of a young Wally Serbiak back for the Timberwolves. Now Wally used to have this problem where he would try to drive the lane and he'd dribble and his dribble was way too high. 
Oh, sure. And then he'd give up the ball. Right. And he'd go in the lane, and you're like, don't do that anymore, Wally. You're not a dribbler. You just sit outside and shoot your threes and your long twos. But he'd do this, right? He'd dribble the ball, and then he'd give the ball. And the first half of that game last week reminded me of Wally's back. Shula reminded me of Wally's back because he'd get the ball, and then he'd do something stupid, and he'd give it up. No, yeah. I agree with that. I mean, it was like it was painful for me to watch. Yeah. It was like, come on, dude, get on. Just, that's a that's a good analogy. Yeah. I like that. I mean, yeah, I agree. He he didn't have a good game, but overall, on the whole, of the season so far, he's he's been good. Yeah. Uh, but the defense, terrible. And I mean, we looked fa- the defense was fantastic against Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know we gave up a goal in three minutes. Yes. It was. A crazy bounce off the crossbar that hit Calvo as he was turning around. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't really say a whole lot about that. Yeah, it is it is what it is. I yeah, mean, and it, we were playing fantastic defense even before we went up a man. Mm-hmm. So the defense has been generally good. Yeah, except the left side. Mm-hmm. It was particularly terrible against Portland. The first two goals. And this goes for Ibarra, too. His offense has been fantastic. Mm-hmm. But his defense has been sketchy. Very. And the first two goals were, everyone blames Birch. I blame Ibarra. Mm-hmm. Because both goals, he was not where he should have been. Yes. And that opened the entire left flank. Mm-hmm. And then you have Birch, who isn't any good. No. Having a guy coming down the left flank, mm-hmm. barreling at him, and what's he going to do? He's like a deer in the headlights. Yeah. He's like, he, got, he got turned around both times. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he got basically left... Mm-hmm. Breaking an ankle on the uh, the first goal, mm-hmm. and it, it's inevitable that you have a player that does that, cuts inside. Calvo is left all alone, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's and this, this is particular Powell's first goal, and it, Calvo just is like there. Mm-hmm. He gets beat, and Powell <laughs> just shoots a rocket into the <laughs> net, and it. You know, a few people criticized Calvo for that. I'm mm-hmm. like. Dude, you just had Ibarra on the other end of the field. Just yep. let his guy go. Then you had Birch. And then you have Birch. Who- so Calvo's like the last line of defense. And yeah. You blame Calvo, and it's like, there's two other guys who could have done something, at least to yeah. slow the guy up. Right. And didn't do it. You know? Yeah, and it, the second goal, and I can't remember the buildup. I watched the I watched the uh, replay this morning because I actually forgot that we were going to do the podcast today. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, my God, I've got like an hour. i got to figure this out. <laughs> um, and I watched the replay this morning, and I can't remember the Portland players. Valeri was the one that scored mm-hmm. it. But, again, Ibarra had drifted way inside, mm-hmm. and he stayed center field all the way down, and they pass it out to the wing. And here, they're wide open. Ibarra is like at the top of the box trying to – Book it over to <laughs> challenge, yeah. and it, nothing's happening. Nothing, they kick it course. in, and yeah, then yeah. It, Valeri gets the goal. And it, again, I'm blaming a little bit on Ibar, but mm-hmm. Birch, Birch, he's the left back. Where the hell was he? Should we just be at the point now where Birch should just follow a guy anytime he comes in a one-on-one situation? No, because he'll probably end up getting the <laughs> I mean, just follow the guy. Who cares? I mean, <laughs> I mean, come on. I, uh, maybe you know, maybe we'd be better off ten men than having Birch on the field. Well, I, I that's me. and this, but the, the, but the, I mean, you're going to a whole issue where if teams now, which teams can see all the video that we can see, right? If you know your left side of their defense is 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 shit, yeah, then you're going to go after the left side every time down and the field. 
and it, that's it. You know, I I recorded the game, and I wanted to rewatch it, and I didn't get a chance to. But I remember pretty vividly almost every single possession went down the left side. Yeah, yeah. And it, why? Why not? Why wouldn't you? Yeah, you know that's what. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, we're doing this podcast in my garage right now, and my sister-in-law has just showed up with her with her daughter. So we're probably going to hear a little bit of this right now. This is probably a good spot to uh, pause it, get some yes. refills, and we'll come back after this. And we are back um, after a little break, beer run, whatever. Um, I will say that Dave and I enjoyed uh, The Child of Darkness from Surly, which I've had for a long time. Dave, you enjoyed that? Yes, it was very good. Good beers. Um, Dave is now having a Surly Plus One, which is a new collaboration with um, First Staff. Which is, which is the, also good. The Golden Nail. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. We are going to talk about the Atlanta game now, which, if you remember from our last podcast, I was giving Dave a lot of shit because it was going to be... What was the temperature outside? Uh, it was supposed to be 20, I think it was 28. It was 28, to, yeah. It yeah. didn't end up getting close to that. No, it was a cold game. And I told, and I told you when you went to that game, you're going to be pissed off if you put on all these layers and went to that game and were all bundled up and they lost the game. Right. So you have some thoughts on that game. Well, first off, I, I took your advice and I just didn't even wear layers. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I froze, yeah. froze, completely froze. It was bad. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the the first half was freezing. The second half wasn't so bad because everything was just cold. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, but I think the wind chill ended up being almost like low single digits. It was pretty yeah. bad. Yeah. You know, I, I don't really have a lot to say about it because it's it's been three weeks or two weeks. Sure. Uh, but the I wanted to point out that the defense was fantastic. We which yeah. we mentioned. Uh, and the the offense was really good. They just can't finish the, can't finish the ball. Oh, I know. Yeah. yeah it's <clears throat> um, so the only thing that I really wanted to point out, yeah, was my God, Atlanta is a dirty, dirty team. They are. Yes. I mean the the amount of time wasting that that team uh, committed in. I mean even before they went down a man mm-hmm. was incredible. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Brad Guzan was. Warned by the referee at least, at least six times for time wasting mm-hmm. yep. as a keeper, and he wasn't carded until the uh, until like the ninety second minute or something like that. So it didn't mean anything. No, and I thought it was funny because the very next week they were down a man again, mm-hmm. and he ended up getting carded for time wasting in like the fiftieth minute. Yeah, and I was like, where the hell was that card against yeah. Minnesota? Well, it's because, too cold. It was too cold for the refs to pull the card out. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, maybe. But you know, you know, they time wasted with the keeper. Then mm-hmm. they they faked at least five injuries. Yes. And I mean, a Minnesota player got close to them, and they fell over mm-hmm. off the ball. They just fell over, and maybe they're freezing to death. Who knows? And it and, and our friend Johnny would say they learned that from the Italians because he always he always says the Italians do that, and I'm like, yeah, every team does that. Well. Tata, isn't Tata a Spanish? Or is he... I think he's Spanish. 
I mean, I've heard that mm-hmm. he's he's always been that way with his players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's taught them to be that sort of yeah, you know, time wasting type. Yeah. But um, yeah, you know, that's the only thing I have to say. Uh, we we talk about Atlanta a lot. Obviously, they came into the league the same time we did. So yeah, and they have very different philosophy. Yeah. So it, it happens. Um, yeah. People are probably tired of hearing it. But it's it's just too bad because I I think that the soccer they play is really good. Well, it's because they have those three yeah. guys, and it's just too bad that they throw all that crap in with it. They're know? angry. Yeah, I mean that's all that's all I had to say about mm. Atlanta. It was a disappointing game. Mm-hmm. Not so much about the cold, just that. Did your beer freeze? I didn't have any. What you I went to a game didn't have all, a beer? All I had to drink that night was coffee. <laughs> That's literally all I had. Were beer sales down that game or what? I would bet. See, now, I, I don't care about that. It could be negative 20, and I still drink a beer. I just drink it faster because, you know, then it wouldn't freeze up, you know? Did the coffee freeze, though? No, but it didn't stay warm long. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. John did wear snow pants. That's good. But you told him, I told us last time, he doesn't wear snow pants. And steel toes, which set off the metal detectors. Oh, nice. Yeah. You know what's crazy is that was, how many weeks ago? It was three weeks ago, right? This is just two. No, Atlanta was, three, uh, was two, three weeks ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. Man. So Atlanta was three weeks ago, and it was 28 degrees. Yep. Last week, we got a blizzard. Yep. We got like 12 inches of snow. Um, this week, we're out in my garage with the garage door open. It is like 60 degrees and sunny out. Yeah, I'm wearing shorts. That's Minnesota for you. I'm wearing shorts, and you know, when the same weather hits again in October, I'll be like wearing sweater. And, of course, that's the way it works. Yeah. So we're on to Seattle this week. Yeah. Um, which I want to talk about because we're talking before the podcast about their travel situation. Now, they played last week. They played in Portland. Yep. They then flew back to Minnesota, and now they've flown back to the West, the, the west Coast to Seattle. Yep. And it's got to be expensive for them to do that because it's, you know, four flights, yep. five flights. You'd think so. And why wouldn't the schedule makers have them just play a home game today instead of playing back on the West Coast? And then I was thinking, like, maybe they should just get a bus because they don't have charter flights in MLS because it's, it's too expensive. Get a bus like they did uh, in uh, Major League. <laughs> you know, right. just paint it with United Colors and just have them fly out there or uh, drive out there, you know? It'd take them like two days, but hey, it's a bus, you know? You know, that's what they do in England. Well, now obviously, you're talking about England, hours. Yeah, England but is smaller. Still, yeah. it's, yeah. you know, it's, it's, a, it's a coach bus. It's not like you can't. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you left Minnesota mm-hmm. today at, you know, 5 a.m., yep. You're going to get to Seattle mm-hmm. tomorrow at probably 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like it's... They're grown men. They can do it. Or take a train. They got that Empire Builder that goes out there. Take That's a train. true. Take and a they train. have their sleeping compartments. Exactly. Yeah. Take a train. I, I, I just think... Uh, I, I agree when we were talking. It's it's absurd yeah. traveling. Yeah, it's just dumb. And I, I refuse to believe that staying out there a week would be any worse than... Well, they probably, back. but it, I think not only does the hotel accommodations run in, I mean, you know, you're going to spend money on that, but then you got to find places to practice. Sure. And I'm sure that that's not going to be cheap. 
Yeah. Then you got to bus those guys to that practice spot. You got to pay them. I'm sure you got to pay them per diem every day for their food. It's probably true. You know, so I mean, staying out there probably wouldn't be the best thing. But again, MLS schedule makers sucked because they put them out there two week right. two weekends in a row. And United, kind of like, why don't you figure out some other way to get out there? You know, right. I think I, I'm telling you now. That I think about more doing the train thing would have been great. You could have marketed that. Like, yeah. hey, we're getting on train. MLS is doing the old school thing of what baseball used to do and get on the train and go to, like, wherever. Yeah. Hey, we're on the train. You could have done, like, a bunch of videos about that. You could have done all kinds of stuff about it. But we're, we're not it's in true. The, we're And it would have been that. a good ride, too, because yeah. it's one of the most scenic And think routes. about that. You could have done a whole thing. I, you could have done a whole, like, fan thing. We could have a fan. Uh, the uh, the uh, Dark Clouds could have done a train thing right. out there to Seattle. You know, could have done a whole, like, on the train with the United. I mean, these are the type of things that these people in their marketing, advertising, public relations thing should be thinking about. They should you be. Know? I agree with that. That's, a, that's actually really If anybody from United is listening, sign me up. I'll come work for you guys for very cheap. I don't want a lot of money. I'll come up with ideas like this every week. <laughs> oh, I, wonder, I wonder what salary that person gets. I, I, I'm sure they get a lot. But it doesn't matter. I'll do it for nothing. Nothing? Well, maybe like 10000 bucks, And yeah. more than that. And free tickets. Yeah, yeah. And free beer. And free parking. Okay, now that's getting Something expensive. like that, yeah. That, that price tag's going up. And I'm thinking like later in the season, Adrian Heath fights a bear at midfield. Okay, so let's see here. So you're getting <laughs> free parking. Mm-hmm. Well, wait, so free tickets. How many tickets? Just one ticket? Two. I only have two. So let's... Uh, Six hundred fifty bucks right there. Okay, there you go. Uh, parking, twenty bucks. That's two hundred fifty bucks. Okay, well, so you're at you're at nine hundred dollars. I'm gonna need a free least. beer. I mean, what are we talking about here? I need at least. Well, I got somebody come with me, so let's say like eight. oh, free beer for you and the other. Yeah, person? So let's say eight beers a game at ten bucks a piece. <laughs> that's like eighty bucks. <laughs> that's. <laughs> this, they're going to spend more money on your beer yeah. than on the tickets hey, that's, and parking. that's fine. It's 1300 bucks. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're talking, well, that's not bad. I mean, that's $2,200 yeah. a year. And I'll come up with an idea every week for something, you know? Adrian Heath fights a bear at midfield. I could do that. I mean, that's from, uh, that's from that Will Ferrell movie where he fought the bear. But, I mean, semi-pro. So, I mean, that's not my own idea. But, I mean, there's all kinds of ideas you get. Not crazy ideas, but I'm I'm thinking about like this whole train thing. I mean, that's you got to admit that's not a bad idea. No, it's not at all. I mean, you you could probably get 100, 200 people to do that idea. Yeah, and yes, you're probably not going to make any money on it, but it's a cool thing. And then you you have videos, you have people doing it on Facebook, you have live feeds from the train of yeah. people in the in the bar uh, the the. Um, Beverage, the beverage carriage, uh, carriage. carriage? No, that's yeah, w- whatever it is, but car, I think, car playing games on the train, you know, right. playing some uh, Monopoly with players. I mean, yeah. There's all kinds of things you could have done. And it, and the Empire route is very scenic, so they have the, mm-hmm. they have the glass car, mm-hmm. so you could have stuff, you know, going through Montana and Adrian Heath having a little like like a little um, get together with the fans talking about his strategy. I mean. Right. There are so many things you could have done on a train. That's true. And Amtrak would get tons of... Oh, Amtrak needs it. Yeah. They need need all the press they can get. Yeah. I mean, but it's like... (laughs) But I mean, you don't even have to do that. I'm just talking about, like, 
things like that United could be doing. And I, I get it. It's, it. People have to look into it, and it costs money and all this other stuff. And I appreciate the fact they're doing a uh, uh, scarf night at the Twins game yeah. in May, which I think, are you, are you going to that? I think I'm going to go to that I'm one. I'm going to try. It's a Monday night, though. You have to get, it's a Monday night. You have, to get the, you have to get a certain ticket, though, to get that scarf. Yeah. Which I think is like 20 bucks. Right. Which, I mean, the scarves alone is $15. Right. So, I mean, it's, it's a good deal. I'm, I, I think I'm going to go. Yeah. Um, I, I asked John about it, and he yeah. was like, well, it's a Monday. I don't think I can. Well, he can go. So I was like, well, I'm... Bring his kids. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, they, they need to do more things like that, you know, to get people involved in, yeah. you know, into MLS. Yeah. yeah. I agree. So they're playing Seattle today. Yeah. Um, I mean, what do you think? I mean, is it going to be like a good, good game, bad game for them? You know, I think it's hard to say. Seattle... Hasn't uh, won a game yet. Mm-hmm. Um, they're three losses and a draw. Mm. Uh, they are not remotely the team they were last year. Sure. But they haven't conceded that many goals. Okay. They only conceded seven mm-hmm. over four games. They've, they've played the fewest games of, the, of anyone in the league. Yeah. But four games over seven, that's you know, 1.89 mm-hmm. a game. Sorry, another drink. Um. So I don't. I don't think uh, it's not going to be easy. No, it's Seattle. Mm-hmm. So uh, CenturyLink is incredibly difficult to play in. It's a very loud stadium. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's going to be a win. I think we're going to get a win. I hope so. Now, however, I thought we were going to get a win last week. <laughs> but we should have gotten a win last week. We should have. I don't think that Seattle has the weapons that Portland does. Okay. Uh, Portland had a really weird, weird start to the season. It was their first home game last week. Mm-hmm. So they played five games on the road, mm-hmm. which is bizarre. And they, I, I think they're, they're a better team than what, they're, sure, what sure, the sure. first five games said mm-hmm. they were. Mm-hmm. I don't think Seattle's a better team than what their first four games say they are. Does Seattle still have, what, what's his name? Dempsey. Does he still have Dempsey? Yeah, I think... He is currently serving suspension. For what? He swung and hit a guy in the nuts. On the field or off the field? On the field. Okay. okay. It would have been now, better if, if it was at a bar somewhere. No. Uh, and if you ask a Seattle fan, mm-hmm. he did not swing and hit a guy in the nuts. Mm-hmm. If you ask any other rational human being, you look at the video and you clearly see him take his hand in a fist, swing back, and hit the guy in the nuts. You just don't do that. Right. It's, it's not a not cool. And there was retroactive suspension. He, okay. he had, I mean, he was showing red, so he was suspended a game. Um, and then the league looked at it again and said, mm, we're going to give you more. Yeah, yeah. So um, I think he's still out. I think. Okay. I'm, I could be wrong about that. You just, you just don't, in sports, you just don't hit a guy in the nuts. Yeah. I, I just don't I understand mean, it. In life, you just don't hit a guy in the nuts. I mean, you got to be in a, in my opinion, you've got to be in a really tight situation. I'm talking, you hit a guy in the nuts. Okay, so let's say the guy is like twice your size. You hit him in the nuts. 
Well, right. If he's going to like start beating on you, you hit him in the nuts. And I mean, if you have arms like mine that are basically as wide as your shovel up there, yeah, you hit a guy in the nuts because yeah. you're not going to do anything else. I have spaghetti arms. I hit a guy in the nuts. That's the deal. If I think I'm going to get uh, get beaten up, I'm going to hit a guy in the nuts. Yeah, that's the way it is. But if you can hold your own, mm-hmm. he's an athlete. He's Clint Dempsey. So if you can hold your own, you shouldn't be hitting a guy in the nuts. No, of course not. I mean, if you're Colin McGregor, you're not going to hit a guy in the nuts. No, you shouldn't. Because you can just knock him out. Exactly. So I, just, I'm not saying that Dempsey can knock him out, or should knock him out, but you don't hit a guy in the nuts. So he's suspended for hitting a guy in the nuts? Yes, pretty much. All right. I, I believe it's violent conduct. Violent, violent. They don't say, <laughs> no. MLS doesn't say, hit a guy in the nuts. No, I, I, don't, I don't believe that the, <laughs> the penalty is a game for... Hitting a guy in the beans. They should they should just say that. They just say, and specific specifically on on whenever you get a red card or whatever it's suspended, you should say for why hit a guy in the nuts. Yeah. You know, it would make it more exciting. Kick the guy in the face. You yeah, know? kick the guy in the shin. I, whatever. You know, cleats to the upper thigh. Told the ref to fuck off. Which uh, I th- I believe that may have happened in that incident because Probably. he looked like he said some. I'm sure he did. Unnecessary words. Well, he, okay, so he compounded the fact. They hit the guy in the nuts, and he compounded it with swearing at the ref. Yeah. Great idea. You know, and it, that's, a, that's a good point. So we like to get on referees, right, because we're mm-hmm. fans. Yeah. Generally, we're for them when they're for us. We're against them when they're yeah, against yeah. us. But at the same time, I kind of like England actually started this, and MLS adapted it. The whole dissent card. Mm-hmm. Last year, England started it. Actually, it was this year England started mm-hmm. it. And it was, you literally say anything. Yeah. After a foul, mm-hmm. you're going to get a, probably get a card. Well, well. They've enforced it pretty well. And so I think I think MLS used the, took advantage of the fact that we start in the spring to be able to watch mm-hmm. two-thirds of the EPL season and see how it worked. Sure. And they also have kind of done that. I don't know if it's official. Mm-hmm. But I've seen a couple fouls or cards called now that have been for dissent. And I think it's a good thing. I don't think fans should be berated for completely and utterly going after a referee, booming no. at them. No. Calling them every name that could possibly be called. Well, there's a line. There's I, a I line. disagree. There's a As li- long as you don't insult the mom. Yeah, but there's a, I mean, there's a, I'm sorry. I, what I think is there's a totally a line when you're talking to refs or you're yelling anything as a fan. I think profanity can't come into play because you have kids there. Yeah, I agree. You know what I mean? It's so profanity. You can be as creative as you want. And I, I've been to Timberwolves games behind the basket where I've been pretty creative yelling at, at other players. Sure. I was at a game once and Kerry Kittles, if anybody knows that name. From the the jet from the um, Nets, New Jersey Nets, I was yelling at him from behind the thing, and I was not using profanity. I was just talking about his draft status and how he was drafted seventh, and he totally sucked. Blah blah blah, this and that. And he was looking at me. Yeah. It it takes a smarter person to do insults like that than does somebody to say, you know, f you, you're terrible. You so know. a referee mm-hmm. shows a Minnesota player mm-hmm. a card. Mm-hmm. For a questionable challenge. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't, I mean, you could maybe say, yeah, it might be yellow, maybe not. Mm-hmm. But it, overall, it was pretty weak. Mm-hmm. Give me your most creative. I'm putting you on the spot. 
I you know that's that's I can't do that right now. I got to be in the moment. You know what do you you know? It, the best thing you can do in that instance is you can get a bunch of people, especially the whole crowd, to be like, "What are you watching?" or "You're blind," something like that. You know, without using profanity. You know, where's your glasses? Something like that. I can't, for the life of me, start yelling, you know, f bombs and stuff at that guy because, frankly, like I said, there's kids in the stadium. Right. Yeah. At home, when I'm at home watching, <laughs> oh yeah, I'll yell it, and my kids will be upstairs and they can't hear me, but. Um, I'll yell that type of stuff, but you have to be, you got to watch yourself. We can't be like, you know, European soccer, the fans in those stands, I know for a fact they are, you know, they, they drop F-bombs and whatever. But isn't that more of a society thing though? Yeah, I mean, is. they just don't have a... And they're, they're very involved in that, yeah. in that, uh, Vikings games, I've been to Vikings games where people are... It, it is profanity-laden, bad calls. I mean, it's, it's terrible because we're such big football fans here. Sure. Twins games, same deal. You know, we're such – Timberwolves games and Wild games, yes. MLS, I don't know, man. It, it just seems like there's more kids at those games than anything else. I agree. I mean, I think that they've – soccer's always been kind of into, into bringing the – the younger generation, because they're they're mm-hmm. smart. They realize, mm-hmm. well, we're not the most popular sport, yeah. so let's let's uh, let's get these young kids into it. And the best trash talkers don't use profanity. They just don't, and they don't get personal, right? You know, they've come up some, and I can't right now on the spot. I can't do it, but if I was in the moment, I'm sure I could. But I mean, you have to really watch yourself at those games because I want to make it. Nice for everybody. I know we were at. I'll give an example. We were a game last year. You were you were at that game. Those guys. There was guys behind us. There was a foul oh, in the box, yeah. and the guys behind us were telling me to sit down because there wasn't a foul in the box. I wasn't yelling profanity. I was just like, "Come on!" You know, I was yelling out. These guys, that wasn't a foul. That wasn't a foul. It was a foul. And they were United fans. And I'm saying, and I kind of turned around. I was like, "Dude, you're United fans. Every questionable call." You should be yelling about. Right. I don't care if you think that the guy didn't follow the guy. You should be yelling about it because you're a United fan. That is your duty yeah. to get involved in this game. Oh, yeah, I get that. You know, and I, speaking of which, I don't think those guys are there. I don't know if they were season ticket holders. Mm-hmm. I feel like they were there multiple times. Yeah. Um, but I'm my seats are now two rows back. Okay. And uh, I don't, I don't think they're there anymore. But it's, but it, I'm going to put this question on you: Aren't you obligated at a game if there is a 50-50 call in the box and it's not called for your team? Aren't you obligated as a fan to be like, hey, you know what? This is the deal. When you're at the end, of the spur of the moment. Yeah, spur yeah, of the definitely. moment. I mean, and it, even I would even argue to some point. Mm-hmm. Once it's replayed and you're like, mm. oh, shit, yeah. Yeah. You should still kind of be yeah, yeah. that way. Ticked off about it. Yeah. Because yeah. it's, it's your team, man. Right. Why would you, why would you if, you're, if it's a questionable call that goes against your team, why would you just be like, ah, okay, that's, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. You're ticked you know, off about it. I remember, it was years ago now, uh, before I ever moved to Colorado, I went to a Twins game and I was, I was sitting around third baseline. And there was some some call uh, 
stolen base and it was a pickoff. Mm-hmm. Went against the Twins. <laughs> I'm like, I've got to be 40 rows up. Yeah, yeah. And it, because I was on the second level. Yeah. So, and some guy behind me is saying, I can clearly see he was not out. <laughs> I'm like, dude. It's way down there. Yeah, you can't see that. There's no way you can yeah. clearly see him. That's all. <laughs> um, but again, he was he was a twins fan. Yeah, it went yeah. against the twins. Yeah, that's that's appropriate response. That's a fan response. Yeah, I don't think you can be a true fan if you don't get ticked off at those yeah. calls. And I mean, it, there's a line. I mean, obviously, if you see the replay, and it's very clearly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then it, you know, chill out. Yeah, yeah. And if you're still pissed off an hour later. No. You got a problem. But in soccer, there's so many like 50-50 calls on fouls that's like you should be ticked off if you're that team that goes against. You sh- exactly. should be. Yeah. And in that play, even after replay, I was like, dude, he hit the guy. Yeah. And he was going for the ball, yes, but he still got him and he got the ball a little bit. So yeah. And these guys were like, Well, I sit down. It's, it's terrible. It's like, are you are you watching? Are, do you guys care if we win this game or not? Right. You know? And, you know, I think there are, that's the problem with Major League Soccer right now. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to change. There are a lot of casual fans. I mean, yeah. way more casual fans mm-hmm. than there are in other sports. <laughs> and it's because they're used to watching EPL or La Liga mm-hmm. on, on the weekends. And they're just starting to get into the sport here. Well, how many, okay, so how many fans did the Blaine seat when we were in NASL? So, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> I mean, there were what? What was it like five thousand? Maximum twenty sixteen mm-hmm. was just under twelve. Twelve thousand. Yeah. Okay. So let's say let's say there's eleven thousand. What ten ten eleven thousand? So those are your fans who are very into this team. That's me. Oh, yeah. That's me and you. Couple of our buddies, very into this team. Right. Okay. You go to another stadium, now there's 20, what is it? 21. 21,000. So half that stadium probably has never been to a a soccer game before. Right. And and that's a big thing that a lot of people don't notice um, about Minnesota is Mm -hmm. that that core, Mm -hmm. when you have 10,000 people showing up at an NASL game, they want to be there. Yeah, yeah, they're there because and we want, want we to wanted be to be there. Yeah. I mean, we were that stadium was not a great stadium. I will no. say this though, that stadium was great because you could stand behind the opposing goalie <laughs> and drink beer and yell at the opposing goalie in their language. Right. So if they were German or Russian or whatever, you could yell at the. You look up your phone, and be like, okay, what is the word for? You suck, okay? And right. yell at, and they'd be like, well, "What's going on back here?" They had great sight lines behind those goals to do anything. Yeah, I think when I went to those games, I don't think there were games that I ever spent in my seats for more than fifteen minutes because right. I wanted to stand behind there and watch the game. Right, totally different experience. Like, totally like triple A or double A baseball experience yeah, where exactly. you were involved in the game. Yep. Yeah. I agree. You know, and it, that's the cool thing about USL, mm-hmm. now that NASL probably doesn't exist anymore, mm-hmm. um, is 
it's still very organic and very yeah. just kind of. It, it's like a St. Paul Saints game. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. it was. It was. It was great. I mean, yeah. the stadium was crap, but the food trucks are good. Food trucks were great. The tailgating beforehand was good. Yep. Dark clouds being out there was great. Um, the stadium, even though the stadium was crap, walking around that stadium just felt like you were more involved in yeah. the game. We go to TCF Bank Stadium, and I understand that it's not a soccer stadium. Right. But you just don't feel like you're part of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, it's and it, it'll be interesting to see what it's like next year. Yeah. Because is it the university? Mm-hmm. Or is it just soccer gone corporate? Yeah. You know? Um, I think a lot of it is... I think a lot of it's the university. Yeah. They're, they're pretty uptight. And I think, I think you lose some of that. Now, you know, I've been to... I mean, I've been to Chicago. Um, well, I have too, yeah. It's okay. I mean, the experience in general sucks because their fan base sucks. Well, when was when were you you were in Chicago last year? I've been, well, so for, yeah, I was there for Minnesota last year. But yeah. I've been to probably half a dozen or more well, me and the, fire games. Me and uh, Johnny, Nels, and Dave, not you, Dave, but a couple uh, years ago, we went to a, f- a Chicago Fire game in Chicago went to a Twins game, and then there was a fire game oh, going nice. on that Saturday. Twins game on Friday, fire game Saturday. They weren't United weren't MLS yet. This right. was a couple of years ago. They had a Bud Light party deck. Well, part of the party area. It was behind one of the goals. They had cement, you know, open. You got free beers. You could sit wherever you wanted down there. And they had bags and they had uh, games up in there. Yeah. And I was like, this is a great. Time, you know, you can stand up, and they had the the stand up tables up there. You could stand and watch the game, or you could sit down. You get a seat. You can sit down. Johnny uh, almost got hit in the head with a ball one at that game, but um, it was great. And then they took that they took that away now. Wouldn't you want to keep that? Because I think it was a really good idea. They just didn't market it very well, right? You know, because we were there, there weren't that many people in that area. Right, there never are. And well. I will say this. Chicago Fire are in a very bad part of Chicago anyways. Their stadium is in a terrible spot. Terrible. Wherever you're staying, you take the tram. We were staying in um, downtown uh, Chicago. Okay. We took the tram down all the way to the bottom. Yep. And then they get you on buses to take you to the stadium because they don't want you walking through that right. part of Chicago. Yeah, that's not a pleasant part. It's not a good part of Chicago. It's not terrible, but it's not pleasant. It's not. It's right by Midway Airport is yeah. where it is. They don't want you walking through this, so they put you on buses to bus you over. And I'm going, this is this is not good where yeah. they built this. This is not a good spot to build a stadium. Yeah. Because nothing, there's nothing around there. There's no restaurants. There's no bars. It's in the middle of a, I think it's like a shipping yard. Yeah. Like a, like a train, train shipping train yard. Train yard, yeah. yeah. like a train yard. So it's not a good spot at all yeah. to build a stadium. Whereas now we're building a lot, Aliens, is it Aliens? Allianz. Allianz Stadium in St. Paul. Don't let John hear that because, you know, yeah. that's German. I know. Yeah. Gonna Johnny's going to hear it and he's going to call me. <laughs> I'll, uh, so with the phone call from Johnny on uh, Monday or Tuesday? Probably Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> I'm call from Johnny. We're building that stadium, and guess what's around there? All kind of, downtown St. Paul, all yeah. kinds of. We got uh, light rail that goes to it. You go to Minneapolis. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah. 
you know. And KC, I'm I like KC Stadium, but again, it's on the edge, isn't it? It's it's south of Kansas City. Yeah, it's right by the uh, NASCAR track. It's not even in. It's in Kansas, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. But it's by the NASCAR track, and they built up a lot of stuff around there. Right. The problem is what they built around there is your typical um, suburban outlet malls and stuff like that. Sure. So it's like you go down there and you're like, well, this is a great stadium. But afterwards you're like, okay, they got an Applebee's over there. You got a Dave and Buster's over there. You got this over here. It's like... Uh, what am I doing? Yeah, I, I just don't. I, I don't understand it. You know, those are the only two stadiums I've been to. So I guess you know other stadiums are probably better. So I've been to the Rapid Stadium. Is that that's uh, Colorado, right? That's a uh, or is that uh, that's Colorado? Colorado, yep. And there is there is downtown. That's what Dick's Sporting Goods? Yeah, Dick's mm-hmm. Sporting Goods Park. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's way out. It's, really? It's also it's not as bad as Bridgeview. Yeah. Or Chicago, but yeah. it's it's out. Okay. Um, and the <laughs> the it's an industrial park. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a Bass Pro Shops, mm. J C Penny. J C Penny's within like a mile of it. Okay. Mm. But right next to it is the U S Post Office. Oh, nice. I mean the distribution center. Oh, that's very that's a very good place to see. Yeah. And then there's the the old Arsenal. Uh, Firing grounds, I think oh, it is very near nice. it. Very nice. It's not a good place for a stadium. No. Then I've been to the worst place, mm-hmm. way worse than Bridgeview, mm-hmm. Dallas. Really? Uh, it's out in Frisco, mm-hmm. which, I mean, no rational person would ever refer to Frisco as Dallas. Dallas, yeah. It's probably 40 minutes, 35 minutes Jesus. out of Dallas, the edge of Dallas. Mm-hmm. It's way out there. They tried to build it up, but nothing took. Mm-hmm. It's just a complete odd place for a stadium. And that's why I, I, I'm going to go back in time a little bit here because I think that Minneapolis really screwed up when they said no to the soccer stadium at the old at the farmers market. Right. Because if you put it there, you'd have soccer stadium, Target Field. It'd have been like a mecca of and Target Center and Target. Oh yeah, Target yeah. Center. Right in Warehouse District. I mean, right there. It have been fantastic. Yep. Then we decided not to. Like, St. Paul's like, hey, we got this old bus garage. We're going to tear that down. We'll put a stadium in. Yeah. Hey, go for it. And what killed me about the Minneapolis deal was like, they were like, well, we don't want to, uh, we don't want to um, build it because then eh, we have taxes and stuff that we don't want to deal with. But, and I'm going, okay, so the, the United are asking for. A couple million dollars sure. worth of no taxes. Right. I mean, they're pretty much, you're not going to make three or four million dollars on taxes. Right. That's it. And then you're going to have to do infrastructure improvements, but you're going to have to anyways at some point, so right. why not? And Minneapolis is like, no, nah, we don't want to do that. Yeah, we, you know, it would have cost Minneapolis what? Mm, I don't know. I don't know the deal. So they're going to lose three or four million dollars on taxes, and they're going to do infrastructure. So let's say it's twenty-five million dollars. Okay, sure. yeah. it would cost twenty-five million. St. Paul says, "Oh, we're, we're, we want to do that. Right. We have the Wild already, right across ninety-four. Now we'll put in a soccer stadium, and now we'll be the destination. And by the way, when you're driving in ninety-four towards St. Paul, you're going to see that stadium all 
lit up all nice. Yeah. It's like Minneapolis totally screwed the pooch, man. I, I think they did too. And yeah, I think it had a lot to do with it had a lot to do with Vikings. Well, it was politics. I mean, Everybody hated the whole Vikings deal. Yeah. I hated the whole Vikings deal too because I think the Wells got way too much money than they should have. Right. But it is what it is and it happened. Okay. Which which by the way, the Wilfs are now part of the Nashville Major League. I heard this. Yes, I heard this. And they've been running into hiccups with the with the politics around it. Of like course. of course. Yeah. Because it's the Wilfs. Yeah, it's the Wilfs. Why wouldn't they be running into issues? Well, the Wilfs wanted Major League Soccer in Minnesota. Yeah. They want it. But Major League Soccer said, We're not gonna play at US Bank Stadium. Yeah. Which is right. You shouldn't yeah, play there. Exactly. You know? And all these people came out right after that happened and said, well, this is BS because blah, 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 blah. And MLS should play where I'm like, no. MLS can say where they want to play. Yeah. And guess what? Our uh, The owner of the United came out and he did what he had to do. Yeah. He put up his own money, which as much as people like to hate the guy because they say he got his money from, you know, from the healthcare yeah. thing and all that stuff. McGuire, I still like the guy because he spent his own money on the stadium. Right. As much as 75% of the people in the state of Minnesota don't like to, uh, don't believe that he spent his own money on the stadium, think that right, yeah. somehow they're paying for exactly. it somewhere. Yes. And I'm going, you're, you're, you're not paying for this. You, do you understand? That? Oh, this is a boondoggle. He's, no, you're not paying. Do you understand? You are not paying for yeah, this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're paying for it in taxes. I'm like, no, 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 no. These are taxes that you're not going to get, okay? That's 3 or $4 million that was never there. Right. And it's not going to be paid for. So how are you paying for it, you know? Right. Well, and that's the thing. People f- fail to realize that that entire site mm-hmm. was tax exempt. Mm-hmm. So whether there's a stadium there or not, they're not making money off. Oh, but the new thing was they they, they tear down that uh, strip mall. Yes, and people were pissed. Oh my god! Oh lordy! I do feel a little bit sorry for uh, the liquor store. Was yeah. it Big Top Liquor? Was Big that the Top name of it? Liquor? Yeah, yeah. You know they they tried and tried to relocate. And they yeah. Could, and well, it, you know I but, kind of wish, and maybe they did. Yeah. But I kind of wish the ownership group maybe would have. Put in some effort to help them, but and maybe they, they did. We did. Just didn't hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I found some fantastic deals there. I'm a big whiskey guy, and mm-hmm. I went there to to take some pictures of the stadium a few mm-hmm. months ago. Now, and uh, I was like, "Well, I feel bad just sitting in the parking lot and take pictures." So I'll go in. I'll go buy some, can, buy some whiskey. Buy some. Oh. And it, I had no intentions of buying whiskey. You know, I was going to buy some mm-hmm. beer, and I walked down the whiskey aisle. Mm-hmm. And High West, which is a fantastic distillery mm-hmm. in Utah, they had their double rye for nineteen ninety nine a bottle, mm-hmm. and it's regular twenty nine thirty dollars a bottle. Sure. And I was like, "Wait, I can buy two, two bottles, yes, for almost the price of one, yes." And I, I actually, I had three bottles in my hand. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, "Wow, I'm hoarding this stuff." And then all of a sudden, I looked up and I was like. Oh, there's only one bottle left, so I put one back. Oh, he I, felt, I he felt bad for the neighborhood? Yeah, I felt bad for whoever was coming back. So I, I put one back, but they had a lot of deals like that where yeah. there were random, you know, decent bottles of whiskey yeah, yeah. that were, you know, 40% off. And nice. I was like, 
you know, it was very, they seemed pretty welcoming to a, a few homeless people that were wandering sure, around sure, sure, sure. and kind of, use, it was a little chilly yeah. and they were using the, the, what do they call it? Atrium. Vestibule or atrium, atrium or whatever. Yeah. Um, to get out of the breeze. And, yeah. I mean, they just seemed like they were, they were okay with the, the neighborhood and they were kind of a nice neighborhood shop. I, so I kind of feel bad for that. But Unfortunately, you know, it, when things like this happen, it's always the NIMBY thing. It's not in my backyard. Right. You can't please everybody. Right. So you're going to have this uh, vocal minority who are going to say, oh, the soccer stadium's taking over, and they're taking over this, 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 and this. Right. And then you go, well, there's this, 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 and this half mile away. And they're like, well, I can't. And the people are like, well, I can't get to that. I can't get to those places because I, I don't have a car. Right. And people are like, well, there's a bus. Well, I can't take the bus there. It's, there's always an excuse. Right. Okay? I agree. So I look at, I look at my house up here. And I was like, if they were going to build a flipping uh, solar plant behind my house, I'd probably be a NIMBY. You know? Because sure. it's always what's happening in your backyard. Right. But on the flip side, it's going to make that area that much better. Right. You no, know, I, you're going to have – things are going to pop up. I, I'm telling you. When they build a stadium and things get going, businesses are going to pop up along that area and the light rail that are going to be great businesses for that area. And people are going to be impressed. It's going to be a great place to go. You know, I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to getting on the light rail in Minneapolis, taking the light rail over there, getting off, being in that area down there in a year or two when things start popping up. And, and having a great experience at a game. Yeah. You know? I agree. I think uh, it, it'll, be, it'll be interesting because there's, mm-hmm. there's a lot of promise uh, mm-hmm. in that area already, um, especially with, with Hamlin just a yep. mile mm-hmm. up the road. And then, what, McAllister is just mm-hmm. half a mile down the road, isn't it? And Uber, you get Uber drivers now. A lot of people probably go Ubering it to, yeah. downtown, Minneapolis, to downtown St. Paul. Hanging out down there, you yep. know. So St. Paul is very smart in getting this and saying, hey, come on over. We'll, we don't care about the taxes, whatever. Right. And Minneapolis, I think, lost something, you know. I mean, yeah, I all St. Paul had was the wild. Now they have MLS. And Minneapolis will say, well, yeah, but we've got the other three major sports. It's like, but you could have had MLS too. Yep. And you could have made a pretty cool district down there with you know, Target Field and Target exactly. Center. You know? Yeah. You know, I think uh, Metro Transit's a big winner, too. Mm-hmm. Because if it would have been put at the uh, at the market, mm-hmm. there wouldn't have been a major need for no. the light rail. No. Now, where it is, the mm-hmm. light rail's practically the primo mode of transportation. Well, uh, the funny thing is, is that Minneapolis um, parking ramps and areas will still make a lot of money on that because people will park in Minneapolis. Oh, yeah. And take the light rail over to St. Paul. Yeah. And, and that's, that's probably what I'm going to do. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. You know? So um, so today's game against Seattle, predictions, I mean, 2-1. Uh, you know, 3-1 Minnesota. 3-1 Minnesota. And Cantero's going to get on the score sheet again. Really? Wow. And Ramirez is going to finally score. You think so? I do. I think it's going to be close. I think there's going to be another... I'm predicting now there's going to be another Quintero pass to Ramirez that's going to be just two inches away. I, I would bet that that will happen. That's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. So, um, I gotta believe that uh, they're gonna win probably two to one, maybe three to one. Yeah, I think it's gonna be breakout. But because I think we've been right on that cusp. Yeah. Yeah. And I think they're finally going to to show that this is this is gonna happen. It's yeah, gonna work. Yeah. Yeah. I could be irrationally wishful thinking, but do you think the defense will go more than a goal today? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I think they're going to at least two goals today. See, I I think they're going to I think they're going to score first, but I think they're going to score first. Yeah. Sorry, my wife's leaving right now. <laughs> but I think that they're going to give up a goal at a bad time. Mm-hmm. That's going to kind of shift that momentum. Yeah. I but a, I think they're still going to pull out a good win. I just have a feeling that we talked about the left side of the defense early <laughs> in the podcast. I'm going to tell you, I, I should track it today. You should probably track it too. How many times do they come down the field and go to the left side? So, Birch is injured. Okay. So, Tiasong will be on the left. Okay. And Manley will be on the right. Okay. So they're going to have a rookie on the right. I think it's going to switch today. Mm. They're going to go after the right side. So with Birch injured, I, I'm pretty sure they. you don't think they'll stick like a, like a, a scarecrow on the left side, just stick, stick a stick in the thing and say, here, there's a defensive. <laughs> they could get one of those, uh, those uh, the, the riding thing, electric riders. Yeah. What do they call those? The, the, uh, you stand on them and they yeah, jump. Yeah, I can't even name it. Just put a, a likeness of Birch. Put, a, put a Birch. I, I blow up Birch doll. It's fine. Yeah. Throw them out there. Just put a man bun. Yeah, it's fine. Just throw yeah. him on the field and be like, Here, here's our defense. Yeah, you know, I, it'll be interesting. I mean, maybe the I, – I guess I shouldn't say that. Birch is questionable. No, I just remembered that. He's questionable. He's questionable time. he's going to play then. He, he's going to play. He doesn't it, have to. Yeah, I suppose. I, I might have to rethink that. I just I rem- just remember that he's – the report said questionable. So, 3-2, okay. Minnesota. Yeah, I'm going to go – I'm going to go 2-1. Okay. This one because I think that I think their offense I think our offense is going to click and I think we're going to have more time on their end of the field than they will have on our end of the field. But I have a feeling we're going to give up, we're going to give up a fluky goal, some oh, fluke, some kind of fluke, a kick, then hit off somebody and then it's going to bounce in and then we're going to be pissed off about it because their defense sucks. It's Minnesota. It has to happen that way. <laughs> and I'm telling you, I, if our defense doesn't improve. I think we should just play a whole. Everybody should play defense, and just uh, zero zero games. You know, you know? Uh, it basically worked for Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was basically a nine man bus. Well, we could do we could do this here. Beginning of the game, we go out, we score a quick goal, right? Quintero scores a quick goal, and then we just shove everybody in the back, right? And just clearance, 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 all game. So if we if we get first possession, mm-hmm. what we should do then is is push nine men forward. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally, just just leave Michael Boxel back there yeah, with Lampson. It's fine. Just push everyone forward, yeah. overpower them, get that goal yeah. in the first few minutes. Yeah, and, just show and then back. bring everyone back. Everyone back. Yeah, that's and right. Let Quintero or Ramirez just stand out at midfield. Yeah, just clear the ball. That's all you gotta do is clear it. Yeah, just throw it up there for those guys and see what happens. And it, you know, you might you might bring it, you might bring the keeper out, Good. and maybe you get a lob that yeah. might go in. Yeah, you could do that. 
I, should, I probably will turn the game off. But we should be the coaches. It would be solid, solid off. We should, be, we should be coaching youth soccer right now. <laughs> right now. <laughs> I actually, actually coached youth soccer for a year for my daughter about three years ago. It was indoor soccer, which was not cool. So it was on a gym floor. And I don't think I'll ever coach soccer again. Because I had one kid who was really into it, and I had seven other kids who couldn't give a shit about doing anything except getting snacks and water, you know? <laughs> and uh, my daughter, my oldest daughter played last year, and she's afraid of the ball, so I said, you're not playing soccer anymore because <laughs> I'm not going to watch you go, you know, do the whole, ah! you know, ole, whatever ball comes to you. My six-year-old, on the other hand, uh, my brute, she loves soccer, and she gets in there and she's kicking. She's just kicking everybody's shins and getting the ball. And I'm like, yeah, you're going to be good at this. Yeah. And she had a um, she had a teammate who would block people off with her hand. Six years old would do the whole arm thing to guys. Nice. Like to boys. Like block. And her parents were like, don't do that. And I'm like, don't, don't keep doing That's what you have to do. Yeah. It's not their, It's not her fault these boys keep falling down. Right. When you get into higher league uh, levels of soccer – you have to do that to keep them yeah. off the ball. She would totally guard. And I was like, well, she's already well on her way. You know? Nice. I mean, I don't think I could ever coach soccer again. Have you ever coached soccer? I haven't. No, I wouldn't. I, I, don't, I don't know that I'd want to. I wouldn't. Um, well, I'd probably try it, but I don't think I'd want to. It's so tough. Yeah. It's, I, mean, I couldn't imagine being Adrian Heath. I just couldn't. Yeah. You got to well, deal with – Effers like us who are saying, hey, you suck, right. you know, and then you got to deal with your players who say, hey, put me here, put me here, put me here. You got to deal with the media who says, you suck. Right. You got to deal with the ownership who says, what the F is going on? And, you know? and you're sitting there thinking, give me some damn players. Yeah, give me something, <laughs> anything, you know? I mean, come on, you know? I, I would, I'd really like to have a scotch with Adrian Heath. I bet he's a Scotch guy. Oh, I'm sure he's a Scotch guy. I would, yeah, I'd love to hear him talk for about half an hour about planning and how he does things and, yeah. you know, his strategy and things like that. Um, I'm sure that you couldn't even get a word in edgewise with him about strategy, though, because he'd be like, nah, yeah. I've been doing this for, you know, 30 years. I, I, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it would be interesting. I've never really spoken to to someone who... Who has lived and breathed soccer? Yeah, yeah, like I mean, you know, he obviously played professionally and mm-hmm. then and has now gone into coaching. So, yeah. and he was he was pretty damn good when he was well, yeah, a, he was player. a good player. So, yeah. I mean, it, it would be interesting to just sit down and buy him a. I'll even give him a fifty dollars scotch, like Ooh, glass, nice fifty dollars nice. glass. So we're probably talking eight hundred dollars scotch. He appreciate that, and it just let him talk. Yeah. Because it'd be it'd be pretty cool. Just let him go. Yeah, yeah. Just to just to kind of hear his thoughts. <laughs> his thoughts on Ramirez would be fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember last year. I think it was last year. Maybe it was two years ago. Even, mm-hmm. Eric Perkins sat down with him. Oh, Eric Perkins. Yeah, Perk. Yeah. And uh, it, it was interesting because they went to a restaurant or a bar mm-hmm. or something, mm-hmm. and they they both had a pint, mm-hmm. and and they just talked. They mm-hmm. had, it was I think it was a Perk and Play segment. Yeah, yeah. And they, they just talked, and it, it was kind of cool to kind of hear hear Adrian talk about just 
stuff. Stuff. Yeah. It, it, it was interesting. You know, a lot of us, obviously, you know, pro sports does that where you mm. lift these people up to be like this. Oh, you do. Yeah. Godly figure. But they're, they're all human. So it'd be interesting to just be able to have conversations with them. Oh, I mean, you believe Adrian Heath has a lot more strategy in his head than you have. Right. Um, but in the same, uh, same token, he's just a regular person. Yeah. That knows a lot more about soccer than you and I do. Exactly. You know, I don't know as much about soccer as, you know, a lot of people. I know enough to be dangerous. Right. Um, my problem is that I'm into every sport that plays in Minnesota. So I'm into five sports. Right. So I have to be, <laughs> I have to know things about five teams, which is, it's tough. You know, it's, it's, you know, I'm involved in all of them. Uh, yeah. but yeah, I would, to, to sit next to Adrian Heath for half an hour and have a drink with him would be a very, very interesting yeah. day or night. It'd be cool to have a drink with Paul Molitor. Yeah, of or, course. Or, uh, you know, somebody like Mike Holmgren. Well, Tom Thibodeau. Or Tom Kelly. Yeah, totally Tom, Tom Kelly. No, Tom, Tom Kelly would be cool. Tom Thibodeau. I'm talking about Thibodeau oh. from the Wolves. I think Tom um, Kelly would be cool. Tom Kelly would be awesome. Uh, I love the fact that he calls, he calls uh, when he's doing Twins games, he calls the uh, announcer of the Twins instead of uh, Dick, he calls him Richard. He's like, well, Richard, because he doesn't want to say the word Dick. I think that's <laughs> the, but Tom Thibodeau would be cool. I don't know. You, you watch Timberwolves games. Yeah. Every time there's a bad call on the Wolves, Tom Thibodeau's face looks like somebody farted. I mean, he just has this look like, uh, you know, it's like the weirdest look. Yeah. Even if it's like just a marginal call, he just looks like he's upset about the whole deal. And <laughs> I just think he'd be fun to hang out with just to hear what his thoughts are and everything. He just looks so pissed off all the time. Right. Adrian Heath has the same kind of, not as bad as Thibodeau, but he's pissed off a lot too. Yeah, he does kind of have that. He's what got that pissed off look yeah. to him. Paul Molitor, that, not a pissed off look at all. He's pretty stone-faced. Stone-faced. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Mike Zimmer, but Vikings. Stone faced, yeah. Brian Boudreaux over the wild, pretty stone faced too. But Adrian Heath and Thibodeau both have that kind of, yeah. you know. And it, you know, I think that specifically soccer. I think soccer managers generally are a little bit more animated. Oh yeah, they have. It's to interesting. Be. They have to be. You know, but the the one person that I would love to sh- have a drink with and shoot the shit with would be John Madden. Can you imagine? Oh, yeah. Can you imagine watching a football game with John uh, Madden? No, it's John Madden is one of those guys who I don't know how to put it. It's he makes some comments that are so like it's a given. Like he yeah. made a comment once, like if you score more points than our team, you're gonna win the game. Yeah. It's like yeah, you're gonna win the game, but why yeah. are you saying this? You know, yeah. he's like it's like I don't understand his. I don't understand his popularity. I don't understand how I, he got... I, I, you know what I mean? I think that's kind of why I want to do it, though. <laughs> but he says things that are common, right? but he makes it seem like it's incredible. Yeah. Well, boom, if this guy blocked this guy, then he wouldn't get a sack. It's like, well, yeah, if he blocked this guy, there wouldn't be a sack right there. Yeah. You know, oh, boom, if this guy catches the ball, he's going to get a touchdown. I'm like, well, yes, we know that he's going to get a touchdown yeah. if, he had, if he had caught the ball. And for some reason, maybe it's maybe it's masochism, but yeah. for some reason, I would love to sit through a football game with oh, him yeah. next to me, uh, listening to him do that. <laughs> circling things. And it, obviously, he's been out of the public eye for yeah, quite a while, has, so maybe yeah, yeah. things are 
back I, to him. As a, as a younger fellow, I always wanted to spend like one day with him on the road on the Madden Cruiser. Yeah. The Madden Cruiser, the bus thing, yeah. was always like a big thing for me. It's like the guy doesn't like to fly, so he takes a bus everywhere. Yeah. Which goes back to our whole thing of the United taking a bus or a train somewhere. It's like yeah. Madden did it for years, and he made a whole like he had a whole career out of the thing. You know? Yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah, he was just one of those guys who, I don't know, I, it amazed me he lasted as long as he did. Because he had he really had no insight into the game, really. No, he didn't. That's yeah, he really didn't. He's like <laughs> That's why he wasn't the color commentator. He couldn't, <laughs> I mean, like, so a quarterback drops out to pass, and he couldn't say, like, well, the quarterback's looking here, and it's a it's a zone defense that he's going to throw here. He's like, well, he dropped out to pass here, and he threw it here, but he should have thrown it up here because that, that, that was open up there. It's like, yeah. But what was the defense? Well, I don't know what the defense was, but he should have thrown it up there. It's like, we, John, we know that he should have thrown it up there. I mean, why are you so excited about it, you yeah. know? <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I guess it's about that time to wrap it up. We got a game coming on at 2 o'clock. Is there anything you want to talk about on this today's game other than the score? I mean, frankly, I think they, they're probably going to win. Yeah. I, I, I think they will. You question it because it's Seattle and Seattle, but I think they'll win. Quintero's obviously going to start again. Yes. I, I think that left side mm-hmm. might be interesting. Mm-hmm. I know I saw um, one person, Jeff Reuter, he's a commentator for the Atlantic. Mm-hmm. Right. No, Athletic. The Athletic. athletic. Which, Sorry. side note, by the way, if you want good sports writing, get a subscription to that site. Yeah, I know. I, it, I is it is fantastic. It is fantastic. It is I, it's a great... It is a great uh, website to get your sports fix on. There's a lot of great writers who have gone to that site now. And it is subscription. You're paying for it. Yeah. But it's better than ESPN. I'm yeah. telling you. I, I've heard really good things. Jeff Reuter, I think, is fantastic. I follow him on Twitter. He's got a lot of good insight. And he has his favorite lineup for today. Mm-hmm. Takes Ibsen out mm. and puts... Nicholson in with Ibarra and Quintero and Finley. Mm. And it, it's scary, scary, terrifying. Friday the 13th, terrifying. Yeah. Oh. On defense. Because Boy. you put Schuler alone in midfield. Well, that's a terrible idea. But the offensive side, mm-hmm. I mean, having Nicholson, Ibarra, Quintero, Finley, and Ramirez. Mm-hmm. Sounds sounds pretty exciting. Well, you got Finley and Nicholson, who are both very quick guys yeah. off the dribble. Uh, Finley, every game, I swear, he has one up the side where he just scoots up yeah. the side. Um, and Nicholson can do the same thing. That's scary for a team, yeah. but you're right. Defensively, you, you, you can't do that. You just yeah. can't do it. It'd be terrifying. It would. No. Uh, at the same time, it'd be kind of interesting to see what happens. Well, you'd have to you'd have to score like five goals. Yeah, you'd have to play the whole. Um, I go back to NFL references. You have to play the whole, you know, air raid or uh, run and shoot offense where you score score a lot of points. Yep. And your defense is terrible. Right. And you have to hope that you can hold out in a seven to six win or a five to four win or whatever it is. Yeah. You just have to hope that you score more goals than another team and you're. Defense makes one stop a game, you yep. know, which 
I don't know if I can trust our defense to make one stop a game at this point. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I just, I just don't see it. it it's intriguing, though. I, I it I'm is intriguing. It's intriguing. I'd love to see Heath do some different things with his yeah. lineups, but we all know Adrian Heath is not the type right. of guy. You, you always have to worry about the people who are going to say, why, why in the hell did you do that? Well, he could say, because I felt like it, because I'm the coach. <laughs> right. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> who cares what we think? Right. I mean, does he listen? He doesn't listen to this podcast. He doesn't listen to any podcast, I'm sure. I hope not. Does he? I mean, he doesn't give a shit. Why would he? Right. He's the coach. It's his, it's his mind. It's his deal. I mean, yeah. it's, it's whatever he wants to do. I don't care what I do. I, it's, yeah. it's what he wants to do. I agree. So uh, today's game is at 2 o'clock, Seattle. 2.30, I think. 2.30, yeah. Seattle Centers. This will be up on Tuesday. So they will play this game already, unfortunately. Uh, next time we do this podcast, hopefully they will have played a game on Saturday. We could talk about it. Uh, Pretty but, sure they do. Other than that, uh, I don't think we have anything else to say. So this has been the Looney's Podcast with Tony and Dave, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. All right, see ya. It's time to go back to work. There's a lot to do. We have things to make, stuff to build, cargo to ship, customers to serve. So grab a five-hour energy and get ready. For 16 years, through good times and bad, five-hour energy has been there helping hard-working people get stuff done. It's time to go back to work. Let's roll up our sleeves and get going. For more information and to order online, visit 5hourenergy.com.